The group that helped shepherd a newly passed data transparency laws sees a bright future for federal transparency. Members of the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking say the law, known as the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act, will make good on some overdue ideas. Catherine Abraham is the former chairwoman of the commission, now with the Bipartisan Policy Center's Evidence-Based Policymaking Initiative. She tells Federal News Network's Jory Heckman what the new law will mean for federal agencies. There's a couple things that stand out to me in terms of implications for agencies. One is the emphasis in the bill on data as a strategic resource, making data available for people to use while still respecting the importance of maintaining privacy, the privacy of data subjects. So I think about this personally, mainly from the statistical and evidence building perspective. And one of the things I think is most important about the bill is its clear statement that unless there's a legal barrier that prevents it, data should be available for statistical purposes, for building evidence about what's happening in our society, whether policies are working or not. And I think that's a really important provision. And I hope it will lead to changes over time in the culture of agencies and how they think about data that they hold. So that's one thing that I think is really important in the bill. Another thing that I think is really important in the bill are the provisions related to the development of learning agendas and the designation of evaluation officers in agencies. Anyone running a federal program has a set of questions to which it would be helpful to know the answers in order to do a better job. And the goal with these learning agendas is to lay out clearly what those questions are and how you might go about answering them. And having someone in each agency who's charged with thinking about that, I think is a really positive thing. I think the agencies are going to be really pleasantly surprised once they start doing this at how many folks there are in the academic and evaluation community who would really like to work on helping them answer those questions. And so I'm hopeful that building collaborations with folks outside is going to be an outcome of this as well. And I understand that you used to be the chair of the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking. So I imagine you've been working on this for quite some time now. Give me a better sense of the evolution of the commission putting together its recommendations and how that ultimately was received by lawmakers that then ultimately put this in the bill. As you probably know, when the commission was set up in the first place, it was set up on a bipartisan basis. There were people appointed by President Obama, by the majority and minority leaders in the Senate, by the Speaker of the House and the minority leader in the House. So it was a very bipartisan effort. The thing that was interesting, I think, when the the commission actually started meeting and deliberating was how much agreement there was among all of the members about the importance of data, about the importance of having sound evidence for basing policy decisions on. So there actually was relatively little disagreement among the members of the commission, and all of our recommendations were unanimous. This bill directly acts on quite a number of the recommendations that the commission made. I think all of us see it as a very positive step forward. And I think this way of thinking about data and evidence is something that the Congress has been very receptive towards.
Right, and I think it's interesting, the workforce piece of this big comprehensive bill. I'm talking specifically about the establishment of chief data officers and chief evaluation officers at every agency. Now, I know there's a couple of agencies who are a little bit ahead of the curve, and we've seen chief data officers out and around and and already doing this kind of work at some agencies. But Mm -hmm. give me a sense of how many more of these officers will be seen at agencies where this might actually be all new for them. Well, I think at many, if not most agencies, there are are people who are thinking about these issues already. Obviously, some agencies are farther along than others. I don't pretend to know what's happening in all of the agencies that are going to be affected by this. But my hope is that in general, that there will be somebody within the agency who has the skill set to do this. And it's partly designating this as an important role and giving someone responsibility for it, both on the data officer piece of it and on the evaluation officer piece of it. There are agencies that have very good models in place already. The Department of Labor, for example, has for a number of years now had a chief evaluation officer. And from my perspective, having a person in that role has really transformed how the Labor Department thinks about evaluating its programs on an ongoing basis. So I'm hopeful that that same sort of transformation is what we'll see at other agencies. And the timing of this is pretty interesting, too, because we've seen a couple of bills before this. The Data Act, I think, was a big legislative victory on this front. And then also, you know, in the coming weeks, I think we're supposed to be seeing the one-year draft of the federal data strategy come out from Mm -hmm. OMB. Mm -hmm. This legislation meshes very well with the kinds of things that the data strategy is talking about, for sure. There are some important distinctions to be made. Some of what people are talking about when they talk about data is making data publicly available, pushing it out there for the private sector to look at and analyze and make valuable products out of. The piece that the commission was more focused on was how you handle access to data that needs to remain confidential. So there's both making more data publicly available and there's figuring out better ways behind the firewall that protects privacy to draw lessons from other data that the government holds and has to continue to hold close. Right. A big piece of this, it seems, is striking that balance between privacy and accessibility of the data. What's the best way to kind of strike that balance or, you know, what goes into figuring that out? If you have told people who are providing you with data that those data are going to be kept confidential, you absolutely have to honor that promise. So if you're talking about access to confidential data and trying to find ways to use those data for statistical purposes, you need to be thinking hard about how you provide data access, who you're providing data access to, what purposes they're going to be using the data for. So on the one hand, we want to learn from this information. On the other hand, we want to be really sure that whatever ends up getting released into the public domain at the end of the day isn't violating the confidentiality of the the people who are the subjects of the data. We were talking just a couple of uh, questions ago about chief data officers and chief evaluation officers, and it's great to have these folks at agencies who are at the top and leading this, but for rank-and-file employees, do you get the sense that agencies have the workforce that they need to kind of get some of these big ideas off the ground? Part of making this work is going to involve bringing on board 
some new people with new skills. And, and, and hopefully we'll be able to figure out a way for the federal government to offer these people a, a compensation package that makes it attractive for them to come do this. I think in part, the interesting problems that people will be able to work on should be an attraction to come work for the federal government on these issues as well. It seems to me that there's a lot of other bills that are coming down the pike that would also meet the spirit of kind of this open data trend. You know, I'm thinking of bills like the the Great Act from Representative Fox and a couple others, I think, are also in the works. And do you see those as also maybe lending towards this growing culture of open data in government? There clearly is a lot of interest on the part of the Congress in making data more open and more available. Where you can do that, that's great. I think you want to be thinking on two tracks, though. There's making data public and available where you can, but there's also figuring out ways to learn things from data that you can't make public. Survey data that you've collected that you've promised people will be kept confidential. Administrative data that contains detailed information about individuals. In a lot of cases, you're just not going to be able to make that data public, but we still want to have mechanisms in place that let people use those data to address some of the important questions that policymakers, program managers are facing. Catherine Abraham is co-chair of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Evidence-Based Policymaking Initiative, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.